Welcome to RPG Cast episode 608. I'm Chris Privetier bringing you the week's RPG news. And if you are live with us on twitch.tv slash RPGamer, bringing with you the compilation of cat parkour videos I just found on YouTube. And oh my gosh, this cat has made life choices. All right, so <laughs> if you are first time listener, thanks. We cover the week's RPG news, some reviews, new releases, and what we've been playing. Joining me, Kelly Ryan. I have had that cat pissed off a cat that pissed off at the vet. It's not fun. No. And Josh Carpenter. Yeah, yeah, my cat usually gets about that pissed at the vet. So yeah, it's it's it makes for an adventure. Our cats don't get that pissed at the vet. They just kinda wander around and get into things and try to get in trouble. Uh, technically Kiki used to get so pissed off at the vet that he would just like crap right there on the vet table. <laughs> oh, it means he loves you. <laughs> and, the, and the vet tech would be like, good catch with the paper. <laughs> good catch. <laughs> I've had a lot of practice. <laughs> yeah, cat. So uh, Kelly's internet is real bad this week. And yeah. uh, her husband is, uh, well, we're getting the UN involved to negotiate um, uh, re- internet relief with their ISP. So we need to uh, get some outside peacekeepers to come in. Just have to call the ISP. And them they're doing that thing where they're like, "Well, we don't see any problems, so we're just going to charge you when we come out." Not do yeah, anything. And... Sucks. If you got tips on how to deal with that? Let us know. We'll pass them along. <laughs> yeah. Really. <sighs> I'm going to jinx it, but I haven't had any problems like the past 10 minutes, so no, you we have. shall see. You have. Oh, I have. <laughs> you just haven't even said anything. You've been, we've been listening to you having problems. <laughs> yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course. So I, I apologize in advance for me roboting out. I assure you we are trying to fix it. Um, internet structure sucks in the U.S., guys. Mm-hmm. It truly does. It does. I agree with that statement. Oh. It's not one of those things where you can be like, mine, mine sucks, I'm going to the other guy. Oh, wait, I don't have another guy. There isn't another. Like, oh, it's it's not a basic utility. That means that they can charge you out the butthole and you just suffer. Net neutrality, everybody. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Can we talk about happier things? I'm depressed now. Okay. Sure. You you got games, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So I I was in kind of like that I know a new game is coming out Friday, so I don't want to get into too much holding patterns. So I I played a lot of Animal Crossing um some more, you know, remodeling my island and doing crops and decorating and stuff. And learned the hard way that if you do t- with the new patch, if you do too much in a day for Animal Crossing, um, the game will just like give up and crash on you, which wasn't fun, mm. um, particularly because I was in the middle of doing like one of the house decorating missions and it just crashed. And the game doesn't auto save when you're doing that. Oh, fun! So that kind of put me in a bad mood. And then um, 
Let's see what else. I had finished up Digimon Next Order because uh, I had gotten to like the very last area and saved saved like right before on Thursday night so that we could go watch Critical Role. And then last night I was like, you know what? I, I am right at the end of this game before I start my new game. I'm just going to quick finish it. And then my Digimon died of old age. So I had to go completely <laughs> like power raise a kick. How to tell you've one. been taking too long. <laughs> Your Digimon die of old age. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's like a whole life cycle thing in that game, and I had to rest another day to get the um, cross evolution to actually be able to beat the boss, because you can only use the cross evolution in that game like once per day, mm-hmm. and the end game bosses in that game are really freaking hard, so it's kind of impossible to beat the game without it. And yeah, that Digimon did not last one more day, but luckily I kind of knew all of the power leveling spots. And later on in the game, you can get stones to insta insta evolve your Digimon into certain level into specific ones. So it's just a matter of like getting their stats up and then insta evolve it, and then getting more stats up, and then I went back and um evolved and tr- trounced the boss. And there's like a post game chapter. But I'm probably not going to go through it because then you're like getting into like super advanced Digimon battling and all of that stuff. And I just don't feel like dealing with that. So I did all finished all of that so that I could have my plate completely free so that I could play SMT5. And then it didn't show up. No, it showed oh, up. It did show up. Okay. <laughs> did, 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 did it show up in uh, complete condition? Um, You know, for only being in an envelope... And and I'm talking not even a padded envelope. I mean a just thin plastic envelope. It was surprisingly in good condition. The corners were a little bit dinged up. Uh, it was and that outer cover that was on it, it was a little bit dinged up, but otherwise it was fine. Um, a lot better than some of the collectors' edition or some of the people I've there that you guys posted where they just got their game with a shipping label slapped on it. Yeah, that one was pretty epic. Just slapped a shipping label on it and then left it on his front doorstep. That's that's pretty yeah. awesome. Uh, that that tracks for Amazon, to which, um, you know, Va- my husband Vaughn famously had his um, Final Fantasy VII remake not get here. It was just an empty envelope that was shipped to us. And he was asking, okay, what's worse, having having the shipping label just slapped on the game or not having your game at all? And, you know, the, the one with the shipping label just thrown on your doorstep so anybody could have walked away with it. And I was like, well, I don't know, Vaughn. That sounds like if I would rather have my tongue cut out or my eyeball stabbed. Either way sucks. You, and it, it, we were talking pre pre show about how if we would want to pay an extra fifteen bucks to actually have our collector's editions shipped in extra padding, which I don't know how I feel about that because you know at that point when I'm spending a hundred dollars on a collector's edition, it's like I kind of want to penny pinch at that point. Yeah, but at I the same know. time, you don't you don't want to spend a hundred and something bucks on it and then have it you know absolutely yeah. trashed because they tossed it in you know a piece of plastic and yeah. slapped a label yeah, on because- it and called it good. Yeah, because my um, Fire Emblem Warriors came crushed. Um, that and that was a Christmas. Vaughn got that for me for Christmas. That's and when the I opened special it, USPS edition. Yeah, and I opened it. I was like, "Whoa! Did what happened?" He was like, "Yeah, it came like that. I'm really sorry." 
like, oh, it, it tracks for Amazon. I just, my issue is I wish that you could pick how it shipped, either UPS or post office or the Amazon delivery, because I, I was paranoid that I wasn't even going to get my collector's edition at all because I've had so many problems with the Amazon delivery service. I've had two games and a stylus get lost in the mail because of it. Mm. And the stylus, I actually had to contact customer support to get to get the refund because I didn't even get automatically refunded for that. Um and it's so, always yeah. so much fun to deal with the customer service through Amazon. <laughs> it's fun even trying to find where you can contact a human being with Amazon. They 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 hide it very well. Yeah. What, you but SMT five. <laughs> I have, I somehow managed to get a hold okay. of one to get a refund. I don't know how because it just puts you trapped. in a perpetual loop. Yeah. But, and who um, knows if you're actually talking to a person on chat or not, but yeah. But um, anyway, SMT five. So booted it up. Got is about I want to say thirty minutes to demon. You know, time to slime, time to demon. Okay. Um, it gets you gets you into the game pretty quick. <laughs> thirty minutes, um, pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, some some of those games feel like SMT three takes forever oh. to get you. I know. Into Demon. Yep. Well, Persona always takes forever to get to, to actually yeah. into the dungeon and playing the game. Yeah. I um, remember uh, th- Persona 3, the answer, it's 45 minutes. Because <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I tracked it on an extra life once. <laughs> um, so they get you into it pretty quick. Um, the world is, I mean, it's not technically an open world game, but the first area you're in is very open. Um, so open that they tell you right off the bat that you can hold the uh, shoulder buttons to sprint and you can actually auto sprint, which is really nice. And your character, I think it's called the Nahubino. Um, they not they Naruto run. Mm. Auto sprinting. Well, th- there's a feature that could be used in a game I played, but we'll get to that oh. later. <laughs> yeah. Um, UI is really cool. Uh, I noticed yes last night as I was playing that it, rendering all the demons in HD means that you see everything because I didn't notice that these one demons had uh, penises hanging down. I'm like, wait, what? Has that always been there, or am I now just noticing that? Yeah. Um. Just before it was kind of check. pixelated into you know yeah. both intentionally and in, unintentionally. Yeah, so that that was amusing. Um, I'm not really that far in the game. I think I got to like the first. Uh, it, they call it an abscess, and it's like a huge floaty ball that you have to defeat in order to unlock parts of the map. Um, so I got to that first part and I, I spent a lot of time just kind of running around that, that first area because the shopkeeper gives you a mission to find its little minions and the minions are kind of hidden all over the place. I don't even really show up on the mini map. You just kind of got to go to the, uh, corners of the map to find them. So I, I was doing that and, you know, running around, sma- smacking things with my light sword, um that kind of stuff i'll probably be able to give more of a report on it next week but from what little i've played so far i can't wait to see more of the game and i'm playing on safety mode i thought i was going to try to maybe try easy and then i read uh a review from jervon perkins 
uh, I think that's how you pronounce his name, where he yeah. said that he was playing on easy and he still got his ass smashed in. <laughs> also tracks with oh. SMT, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we shall see. I, I'm so looking forward to playing this. Um, it's fully voiced, which is neat because I think the voices for SMT3 were put in after the fact. I feel like that they put in a lot of time and effort into the overall world of the game, which is neat. So, um, yeah. How, how's the performance I, I, on Switch? Is it is it chugging in places or is it generally decent? It, it chugs a little bit. Um I really haven't had a chance to push it to its limits yet, and I've only played in handheld mode thus far. So um, for performance, that's one of those things that unless it's terrible, I don't notice it. Yeah. I, I was also very distracted by the flowing hair of the protagonist, too. So <laughs> I, I spent like a five, five minutes running around in circles just watching that hair whip around. And it's like, <laughs> I wish I wish my hair was this fabulous. <laughs> The real superpower. <laughs> Gorgeous flowing hair. So um, I'll, I will definitely have more to talk about next week. I, I wish I could say, say more, but, you know, I only had like a couple of hours to get into it. I, I should have just, you know, waited to beat Digimon, but that's how that went. Yeah, well. So uh, I'm curious what game you're playing, Josh, that needs a sprint button. Oh, God. Uh, I, I was trying to, like, I think I mentioned it last time, I was trying to play a little bit of The Good Life, which just uh-huh. came out. That is uh, the sweary, kind of weird Kickstarter thing that they kickstarted, I don't know, it was like three years ago now, finally coming out. It's and, like it was a news story, like, every week for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they, they had good PR <laughs> for, yeah. for an indie thing. Um. It it is a very odd game, which which you would expect from Swery, who's done like Deadly Premonition, a bunch of other odd things itself. Like it, it's all set in this like little English village. It's supposed to be like the happiest place in the world, but people there at night turn into dogs and cats. So the whole point of the game is to, like figure out the mystery behind the village and. You start out playing it and you're a little bit, you know, like if you just look at it, you're a little bit like, how is this even an RPG? There's not really like combat a whole lot in the game as you start out. But like, unfortunately, like there is RPG mechanics everywhere. Like you have meters for uh, hunger. You have meters for like hygiene even. And it like requires you like you have to keep, you know, keep your uh, main character make sure they have food and it it almost becomes very, very quickly becomes tedious. And, you know, like the game itself, it definitely, I think of the review this week from our reviewer is kind of like, yeah, it looks like something from a couple of generations ago. And unfortunately, even the design looks like it's kind of feels like it's something from a couple of generations ago. Like there's also a time mechanic in the game. So, you know, like the, there's a clock that is continually going and you'll have side quests that will be like, OK, I got to be like one of the quests I was doing. Like, oh, I had to meet this person at 11 o'clock at night. And I'm like, OK, fine. You know, it's like seven in the morning right now. OK, well, let me go into the menus and just like speed this up like this. That's a pretty standard thing in a game with a time mechanic. Like, OK, let me go and pick the time that I want. Like, oh, no, there is no way to do that in oh, in the menus. No. Yeah. 
No, you can do it, but you have to go all the way back out to your house, which is out on the complete other side of town, and then you could go and sit in your bed and sleep and pick how long you want to sleep for. I'm like, oh, good gosh. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, I got time to kill. Let me go and try and do some side quests. Well, apparently this this main quest that I had picked up, like once you had picked up this main quest, you couldn't do any side quest until you completed that main quest. So I spent some time trying to do like a side quest and kill some time so I didn't have to just go back to my house and do it. Like, no, no, I'm not going to let you turn in this side quest right now. You'll have to do that later. I'm like, oh, my. Oh, no. Like this is just games. Sorry. Why do games not let you stack quests? I hate it when games do that. Like, it's weird. It lets you do it at times, but if you're in one of, like, these main, you know, like, story quests, it's like, nope, you can't do anything else until you finish this main story quest. I was just like, why, game? Why? Oh, it it it, it was just, like, really slow and frustrating. Like, the game, the game spends a lot of time, like... Um, uh, like I said, there's no real combat, at least not I didn't even get to. I think there is a little bit of combat later on in the game. I didn't even get to that before I was like noping out on it. Um, but like so for the most part, it's just like going around and doing little RPG quests. So it's all like, you know, like, hey, you go to this one character and they're like, hey, I need X thing. And then you go to the place where you get X thing. And then that person's like, oh, you need to get me three of these things before I can make that. And it turns into one of those long, you know, drawn out fetch quests that you get in RPGs. And the main character sitting there making fun of it like, oh, boy, this is like a bad RPG fetch quest. And I'm like, yes, yes, it is. It's a bad RPG fetch quest. This is not good, guys. Yeah, it turns out just calling out attention to it and that you understand it's bad doesn't make it okay that it's bad. No. Yeah, that that works once and only once. (laughs) It it maybe it would appeal to people that are looking for like a very chill, you know, experience where you're not really having lots of combat, you're wandering around. Like the the idea that that's what appealed to me was the original idea is like, okay, you're like a photojournalist, you're you have a camera, like a big part of it is like, okay, you're like trying to solve this mystery and you're taking photos. And like I was like, okay, this is weird. Maybe we'll, it'll be interesting to see if this works. And what they came up with um just doesn't work very well. <laughs> it was very, very disappointing. And like Seems I was like just like jank. Yeah, yeah, like, like, like I said, just like it's it's one thing. Like I I don't care that much about the the graphics of it, but the the actual game design being so antiquated was just incredibly frustrating. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I I just could not get over that. Like seriously, you're going to give me this quest? I have to be there at 11 p.m. at night. It's like seven in the morning, and you don't give me any way to just move the clock. <laughs> and then yeah, you also even- oh, go ahead. Even Majora's Max Mask fixed that bit with the remake, where you can dial into the specific hour and not just in six-hour intervals. Exactly. Well, I mean, even Majora's Mask, you could move time around. <laughs> that was an N64 game, even if it wasn't, you know, ideal. <laughs> this one, no, no. If you if you want to do that, you got to go back to your house. I'm like, oh my gosh, this was just. So many odd design decisions like that, like Mm -hmm. like even like I said, you know, part of the game, one of the things that's 
integral in the game is like keeping your uh, hunger meter. You know, you know, you have to eat food periodically to. So, like, so so inside the house, there's a stove, so you can make you know you can get recipes and make food, or you can buy it from a restaurant. But instead of just like any normal video game, usually you know like that just becomes a automatic thing like okay i put all the ingredients in i cook it i get you know i get my food and i eat it right well no like you finish this and then it gives you a plate of food and then your character is carrying around a plate of food and then i have to go and i have to put it on a table and then i gotta do another click to actually eat the food i was like i was very confused the first time this happened i'm like you know what i think someone in one of these reviews here called it out this is not an rpg this is a life simulator yes it's a life simulator, but it does use kind of like the RPG mechanics. You can level things up. Mm-hmm. Oh, like I, I don't think I got into that part. Like I mentioned that earlier, like the one of the problems that I was getting frustrated with quite quickly is like the main character moves extremely slowly. It's just like a very slow walk. And you have the ability to sprint, but there's also a stamina meter. Oh, lovely. <laughs> So you can only sprint for a very short amount of time and then you got to stop. And like, like I said, the whole game is just like fetch quests. So you're just constantly going from one place to another. And so I'm just constantly frustrated, like, okay, now I got to go slow for a little while while the stamina meter goes back up. Okay. Finally I can sprint again. Like, like so much of that, it just ends up feeling like busy work. Also like Mm -hmm. this, you know, like you've got this quaint little English village. Well, they've put rock walls everywhere along all of the different roads, but that means you can't jump. So if you start going down the wrong road, like you can't just cut, even if you can kind of see where you need to go, it's like, no, I can't just walk across there because there's walls in the way. I got to go back into town and go back and go up the other road. And a lot of times you'll kind of get confused because the map doesn't have a way to like zoom in and out normally. It's it's oh, I was so disappointed because I was hoping it would just kind of be weird and interesting. And it's just kind of like weird and poorly executed. You you think it could have been a good game if somebody would have just given it a pass for like a fun test? Like, okay. Up the movement speed here, optimize some path pathing for these areas here, and you're good. Maybe I don't know. Like I, it, it, the the story and characters just weren't really grabbing me early on, and it, you know, like maybe it will work for some people, but I don't think it worked for like I, I was reading our reviewers' take on it after after you know like this morning. And it was just like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't sound like it really gets much better. He was complaining about the kind of the shallow side characters and the main story doesn't, you know, like it was weird and different, but not not, you know, like that interesting. So it seems like I feel justified in bailing on it quite quickly. <laughs> like like I said, some people may get into it just for the the weird novelty of it. Of of it being like you said, like more of a life sim really than an RPG, a traditional mm-hmm. RPG. But you know, and if you've got Game Pass, it's free. So you know, yeah, that that was what I was about to ask. I was like, you didn't pay for this, right? Uh, actually, I did. I think I I think I did back this on Kickstarter way back when. Ah, uh. because <laughs> I was like, oh, that's weird. Sure, whatever. Give them some money. 
but I played it via uh, Game Pass on Xbox. So, you know. Ugh. After being done with that, like I played played some more Get In The Car Loser. Um, it didn't make it into our news this week, which is kind of crazy given how, what a light news week it is. But they um, have just released an update to Get In The Car Loser where they've uh, changed – like I, I think we touched on when me and Sam were talking about it. I think we touched on it last week that the easy mode or story mode isn't really, at least in the way the game initially released, wasn't really what you would traditionally call an easy mode because it didn't actually change the difficulty of the game itself. All it did was it just healed your party after every battle. <laughs> um so, so like they just did an update this week that actually went back, and now when you play in the, uh, I, I think they, I think they go with story mode rather than easy mode, but whatever, same thing. Um, now it actually does kind of tune back the enemies uh, a little bit, so it makes it a little bit easier experience to play through for those people that want that. Um, like I actually, I'm still kind of stuck on the 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 second main boss because I was playing that last night and I was I wasn't mm, like it was weird. He wasn't able to kill me, but I wasn't able to actually do a lot of damage to him, and I eventually just like gave up on it. And it's that the 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 progression system in that game is just you know kind of difficult to wrap your head around like it's it's interesting but i just haven't totally wrapped my head around it because it's all about like figuring out okay i've got these different um setups that you swap you have three different setups that you're swapping between and so there are these enemy especially with the boss battles like i think a lot of it is about like doing this sort of kind of like ravage damage and then staggering them so you're not really doing like damage to their health your your the whole point is to just get the boss staggered so that then you can do lots of damage very you know ff13 did a lot like that right if i'm remembering mm-hmm. right yeah and and so like I, I need to get i think i need to basically you know better set up my party so that i can like swap between doing like lots of stagger damage and then have a healing set up and then have a third set up for actually like doing attack damage i think that's my problem like you can kind of like bluff your way through the regular encounters without having a good setup and then you kind of get to the boss battle and it's like oh obviously my setup isn't quite good enough here i need i need to work on that a little bit <laughs> But it the the leveling system itself where, you know, like your characters don't have levels, your level is just based upon the level of the items that you have. And then the only way to level those up within the levels, it's it's weird, Kelly. It's like Zvi, if you remember the leveling mechanic in that, although that technically had experience, but you know, it was all based around eating um eating food was the only way you really got experience. And then you the main way of doing that was taking like 10 of the crappy food item and changing it in for a better food item to give you way more mm-hmm. experience. And this one yeah. has that same thing. That's how you're upgrading the items is you're taking like 15 of other items and, you know, like using that to upgrade one other item that you actually want to use. So there's a whole lot of grinding involved, not for experience, but for just getting enough money so that you can go to the gas station, buy all these extra items, and then use them to upgrade the uh, the items that you have, that you actually have equipped and want to use. 
So I'm still wrapping my head around that that part of the the setup. But the writing of that game is just fantastic. I just it, it's really well done. And you know, hey, it's free. You don't have to pay anything for it. Yeah, one of these days in between games, I need because I, I downloaded the demo. I need to just boot that up and give it a try because it sounds like it's my kind of game. It, it totally does, doesn't it? It's like you know all the Final Fantasy inspiration. <laughs> I was I was Plus sending screen- screenshots where they're just like totally riffing on Final Fantasy fifteen. <laughs> yeah, boy, boy, I think it was the boy band joke. Uh huh. The yeah. stand by me. They they ran out of gas and they're like, oh <laughs> right. man, someone's gonna someone's gonna when they when they redo this, they're gonna be playing stand by me while we push the car. <laughs> <laughs> I love stuff like that. So yeah, I need to boot this up. Uh huh. The writing and it's just fantastic. It's great. Uh, and then, uh, like after Sam was talking it up last week, I went ahead and just bought Persona 5 Strikers. I've been like leery about that since I had mixed feelings about Persona 5 originally, mm-hmm. but like that's actually really good. I've been really enjoying it. Um, I'm really amazed with what they did with the battle system in that game, like actually kind of tying in all the different persona elements into more of a muso style game the you know there are occasional times where i'm like having because there's a a fair amount of like exploration and uh traversal in the game which kind of surprised me and there are occasional times i've been oddly i picked it up on switch just because that was the cheapest way to buy it Mm -hmm. and um so there have been some times where I just kind of like a little bit, lo- you know, like I know the ultimate place I need to go. And then I'm like, how the heck do I get up there? And I'm a little bit lost. And I don't know if that's just because I've been playing a lot in handheld mode and, you know, tiny screen, kind of dark environments. Maybe I'm just kind of missing, you know, missing the cues that would be there that would be a bit more obvious on a big screen. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, yeah, the game has been a lot of fun. Like, I think I just kind of soured on Persona 5 because it just went on and on and on for so long. <laughs> it was, you know, whatever, a 120-hour game. It was just so... Why is it so short? I wish it was <laughs> twice as long. <laughs> you played the version that was twice as I long. I know. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that, 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 that added content didn't... Yeah, no, you're right. So you kind of got through the opening dungeon hump that I was struggling with where it wasn't grabbing me? Yeah, I'm okay. almost done with the first dungeon, yeah. Okay, because I, I need to go back to that. I just wasn't feeling it when I first played it, but that was a, a me problem. A, I just finished Age of Calamity, and I want more action problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it sounds awesome. Yeah, it's... It's been a lot of fun. I was really impressed with the way they, you know, incorporated the incorporated the personas into it, incorporated the, you know, the weaknesses and that kind of stuff, even the, you know, like the hiding spots and then jumping out and attacking enemies and getting the advantage just like just like it was in Persona 5. I was like, "Oh wow, they did a really good job of incorporating all the different little elements and making it feel still like a Persona game and not just, you know, a Muso game with Persona slapped over the top of it. Yeah. But then again, Omega has kind of, um, what is it? Omega Force has kind of made a, you know, a niche industry in, in <laughs> taking other properties and making really good, you know, you know, slapping them into Muso games and making really good, you know, well thought out 
versions of that. Um, I'm curious, did you ever play Fire Emblem Warriors? Yes. Okay. Because I couldn't get over, like, this is an action Fire Emblem game compared yeah. with the weapons triangle, and that was amazing. It, it's odd. I got into Fire Emblem Warriors. I kind of fell off on the Zelda ones. I don't know why. I couldn't get into Hyrule Warriors. I don't know why either, but some, something about Age of Calamity just grabbed me. Well, maybe I should try Age of Calamity then. I don't think I ever played that because I kind of fell off of Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, um, maybe luckily they'll have a Black Friday sale for it this year because they've been they've been putting a lot of Nintendo games on sale, um, uncharacteristic for Nintendo. Yeah, and th- and this one's only half Nintendo, so maybe it will go on sale. Ah. <laughs> What you been playing, Chris? Have you been building PCs? Oh, uh, well, during Extra Life, I did break out the PC building simulator again because they added a new expansion, the IT expansion. <laughs> so now you have to like network PCs together? Or... No, it's just they changed the, the workflow. Um, now you're building them for a company? or Yeah, so you're getting help desk tickets in your email and... Some things are simplified, some things are expanded upon. It just feels a little different. Uh, it takes a lot of the, the base grinding from the main game and gets rid of it. So you have all the upgrades and tool upgrades and stuff, so it's not annoying to work on the PCs from the beginning. Um, and then they add other things, like there's a printer in your office that every so often you have to go over and slap it a few times to get it to work again. Um, and if you <laughs> don't perfect. do that, That's you'll... you'll Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because every office has that printer that that occasionally doesn't work, and you got to go and bang on the thing. Mm-hmm. That is every office in the world. Yeah, you know, and they've got some Chris? new features. So while you're working on a PC, they've got a you've got a tablet, so you can bring up the email while you're next to the PC, which you couldn't do in the base game. Um, and that email will have details about the bonus objectives that don't get marked on your objective lists. That if you don't do them, you won't get rated as high and stuff. So it's it's good and uh, it. I think it's like a good improvement to the base gameplay. Um, uh, what were you going to say, Kelly? Oh, don't you do dicey for a living? I do. So <laughs> this is starting to feel even more than the original game did a bit too job-like. <laughs> for me. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm going to keep going with this because it's like, oh, yeah, no, I know exactly what is going on in this email and what they're referring to and how this is going and what happened. And I don't, I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I just spent 40 hours this week doing that. I don't Not quite for me. My job is more server focused than, than PC end user or end user PC focused, but it's still, it's close enough. And you know, I have friends who do that and it's like, I don't want to think about their jobs while trying to have fun, but (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I, I just find that kind of funny. Every once in a while when I'm playing Animal Crossing, I'll get a work moment where it's like, wait, this game reminds me a lot of, uh, or, or rather, these this furniture reminds me of something that I added for work, and I don't like this. <laughs> this feels too much like work, and that's just decorating, not yeah. even adding stuff to sites. Yeah, when all your emails get put into a ticketing system automatically, and I've worked with plenty of ticketing systems, and then it shows me the the board that shows the outline of work for the day, and I'm like, nope, this is too work-like. <laughs> I can't handle this. 
but I, I really just played it during Extra Life. I said, well, let's try it out, and that'll give me an excuse to pop out and not, not touch it again if it's too much work. Um, and uh, for now, I think I won't be delving back in and going crazy with another 100 hours of PC building, but um, who knows? Um, I didn't used to think I would be doing it, but uh, maybe that'll change. Anyway, it's out. It's a free expansion if you own the game. So, like, if you have PC Building Simulator and you felt that it took too long to do all the screws in the original and you didn't want to work up to get all those tools to make it faster, just play the IT expansion. It really streamlines that, gets you going. So, Disclaimer, not fun if you actually work in IT. Potentially, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do, Do you get to tell people to turn the computer off and turn it back on again? No, but you have to do that with the printer a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I had to go to someone. This for the first time, you go to some people's on-site office and and work on their PC there. Oh, Um, yeah. um, It doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) It's the exact same thing with a slightly different background. (laughs) That's so. That yeah, that was that. Excuse me. I didn't get a lot of sleep. Um, I also finally, I finished up Pathfinder Kingmaker. Cool. So um, I never really got the combat to feel right in that game, but I I did start clicking with the story and stuff. So I got more into it and I just said, yeah, I'm going to keep playing this. So I did and put a bazillion hours into it and I finally finished it um, on easy, but at least I did get through it. And uh, yeah, that was fine. Um, I, and then afterwards I, I started looking up, so what are some of the other endings I could have gotten here? And uh, they have some interesting ending variations, including an entire secret ending that there's no way you're meant to figure out on your own the first time through. But I had gotten a lot of the pieces of it, so I felt like, well, I feel smart and also disappointed because that secret ending was more interesting than the ending I got. But it's fine. Um, that's annoying when you know you're so close to a secret ending but you're missing like one thing and that one thing's such a pain in the ass well, to that get one that thing was wanna... 20 20 hours prior also yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> so it was it, missable oh yeah it, the, this is a uh, this is a meant to be missable hard to to put together secret ending yeah uh, they didn't want this one easy to be easy so <clears throat> uh, it, don't expect to get it on your first playthrough or a blind playthrough it's something you'd have to plan for. Um, reasonably, if you know what you're trying to pull off, you can kind of figure that out, I think. But um, there's a couple pieces throughout there that it would be reasonable to not realize are important to do that you need to do to get it. So that's a thing. Um, um I, I liked my experience with Pathfinder, and so I was thinking about going right into Wrath of the Righteous. Um, I put the brakes on that only because, like, hmm, well, I could. Uh, I don't own Wrath of the Righteous, and I have all these other Baldur's Gate likes. Gate likes? I'm going to call them Gate likes. I have all these other Gate likes. Um, D&D likes? D&D? Eh, whatever. I have all these other ones. Maybe I'll try playing through some of those. So I boot up Divinity Original Sin 2 again. Um, I haven't played that in over a year. Um, this This was one of the ones you could play co-op, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, but no, nobody, I know there's people that do, but, um, I, I don't know anybody who wants to play co-op in a 300 hour RPG where 
well, <laughs> I, I guess it's only 120, whatever. But where that's, if that's an investment. wrong, one person isn't seeing the dialogues, and that sucks. And then if you do it, eh. and it, there's just you can do it if you're committed to it and you you really want to. And I know there are people who enjoy it, but it, the co-op setup in these games feels very like why would I? I'm never going to find someone who wants to deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> this is not like a Tales game where like, oh, the person, the other person can just kind of step, plug in the controller and play during no, the battle. This is, then... this is a game where you can go have entire conversations and loot caves and stuff without the person you're playing with knowing you're doing any of it and never <laughs> finding out you're doing it. And it's like, that's cool that you can do that. Like, don't get me wrong. That's cool. But also, that's terrible, and I don't want to play through a game like this being the main playthrough of this game. I don't want to do it that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like this game or not. So oh, like, no. I've I've played this game. I've started this game twice. First, like years ago, like when it came out, or years ago, like right after finishing Divinity Original Sin One, which I did love. Um, I started up Original Sin Two and was playing it, and I was liking it and stuff. And then I finally got to a point where it just Put it down and never really got back to it, as I want to do with games. Then last year I picked it up again and I was like, oh yeah, they have the definitive edition now with a bunch of improvements they put on consoles, uh, backported to the PC. But you had to start over, couldn't port my save file. So I'm like, well, all right, I'll start over. And I was clipping through it real quick. And then I finally got to Act 2 and I was like, oh, I'm... and then I wandered away for reasons I don't understand. Um because i seem to really be enjoying it even more the second time like i was putting more of the story pieces together in my head and it was like i'm getting through this faster than i thought this is fine and now this time i'm going to it and i'm like this is this combat system i don't like it (laughs) is what i think it is and i don't like how i build characters in this and i've been looking up guides on how you're supposed to build characters and whereas in in the other games i've been playing the pillars of eternity and the pathfinder ones uh, I feel like the character building is interesting, even if it's hard. Um, I don't like any of it over here. It's like, I don't mm. like the systems you do. I don't like what sort of tactics you're meant to do. It's all about in, in games, or excuse me, in combats in Divinity Original Sin 2. And I assume, I think it was like this in the original Divinity. It just wasn't as hard or as important. Um, but in Divinity Original Sin 2, it's all about putting together combos during combat which is like you have elements that your characters have affinities to or spells that they can cast. Like um, if you cover everything in lightning or in water and then use a lightning spell to electrocute everything in the, in the water and then that'll stun them. And then you can follow up with other attacks like ice and ice plus water can freeze them or you can use earth plus uh, something uh, or sorry, you can cover them with poison and then you can set them on fire because the poison is flammable um, and then if you have an undead person, they can absorb the poison to heal them, which will counteract the damage the fire is doing that they're standing in. So you put that sort of stuff in your head and, and come up with like ways to exploit all that. And it's just, I don't, I don't know why I just don't like it. I don't like that. And, um, I'm trying to figure out why I don't understand it yet. It might just be, I've been trying to play it while I've been too tired or something. And I need to, to have my thinking cap on and get into it. But, um, so far it's just not looking at it again i'm not just not grabbing me um but like the writing stuff has been pretty good and i'm having trouble getting back into that maybe i have to start over again which i just don't know that i want to do again 
Yeah, that that makes it all the daunting, doesn't are, it? Yeah, yeah, all the threads are are loose in my head. I have to like remember everything and then start continuing it again. And like, what were all those plates I was trying to spin before? Because that's that's what I really like doing. Is like I've got five things going on in my head. I have to go do that, and then after that, I'm going to do that, and then after that, I'm going to do that, and I've got a plan. And then we'll see what the game throws at me to disrupt a plan. And how do I make myself powerful enough to achieve all my goals? And right now I'm just like, this is a mess. Everything's on fire. I don't know what I'm doing and I don't like any of it. And it's like, well, that's not a good feel. Maybe I shouldn't play this. <laughs> so I'm not sure where I'm at. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's Divinity Original Sin 2 for me right now. And, and I keep going back and forth on it. Like, eh, mm. I felt this way about uh, Pillars of Eternity at one point, like the first one. So maybe I just need to like rethink keep this on a little pushing. bit. Keep on pushing um uh, play with difficulty settings or or just i don't know meditate on it a little and figure out like what angle i need to approach this from because um i really am enjoying the fact that i've knocked off three games on my Baldur's gate like list in the past couple months and it's like that's i didn't even know i would ever get done with one of those games in my life so (laughs) i probably should just be happy walk away go back to tales of arise and play that but that's not how I work either. So <laughs> you should finish Tales of Arise. It's I very should. good. I know you're right. I should finish SMT 3's last battle, and that where literally I just need to climb the tower a bit and like do like two more battles and be done with it. But <laughs> I should do that too. You're, you're so down that, the Baldur's Gate hole, so mm-hmm. you know. See that, but would bother me more than anything else is being at the very last part of a game and not. Wanting to, and not finishing it. That's I why think, I had to finish Digimon before I booted up SMT. I'll five. tell you what's bugging me about SMT. There's no like good person ending. <laughs> That's no. what's bugging me about SMT. <laughs> and I ended up uh, embracing like, well, screw it. If there's no reward to being good in this in this game, I'm just gonna go full demon. And I've completed all the requirements for that. And it's like now it's just watch the cutscene more or less. And I'm like, well, uh, whatever. I've kind of done all the interesting part there. <laughs> Yeah, I did full demon too, mainly because I wanted to recruit Dante. Like, I just, I just like seeing that dude with his, um, the dude in his wheelchair with his little play, uh, his little play stage underneath the world, and it's like, oh yeah, I want to go hang out with him some more. <laughs> then I looked up who he was, and like, oh, oh, that means, oh, what am I? What's wrong with me? <laughs> Why do I want to hang out with that person? Anyway. <laughs> So that's uh that's uh that's that's where I'm at. Just uh be, are you playing on Switch? For what? Yes. For SMT three. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, um, I know, I know. It remember it was crashing on me before it was crashing on you. Okay. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying, I think it was can't remember if it was crashing on me in handheld mode or docked mode. You were having crashes only in docked mode for some reason. Okay. And I, I was only playing handheld, still having crashes. So I guess there was no definitive. It's one or the other. Yeah, no, I've there. lost hours of progress. I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> There's risks. I save a lot now. <laughs> so do I. Woo! All right, we should get into our feedback then. Mm-hmm. Yes, feedback. Um, our question of the week last week was, "What's a game that you love, but everybody else seems to despise?" Our first one is from uh, Michael Draconis on Twitter. 
um, says, for your question of the week, mine would be Shadow Madness. Yes, the graphics aren't good, but the quirkiness made it fun. Isn't that the Ted Woosley RPG? Mm. It's a PS1 game. Um, and then from my podcast partner in crime, Plotty M, a.k.a. Yes, Matt it is Mason. the Ted Woosley game. Uh, but, but Matt Mason, Plotty M, says... Uh, Dragon Quest Monsters 3 Caravan Heart is the GBA title that the DQ fan base almost universally despises. It stars the DQ7 party member Kiefer as a kid doing monster collecting stuff to save the world. I've played through it a couple of times and a ton of expansive post-game stuff, but the average DQ fan either, one, hasn't played it since it's only fan translated, and two, it has a food hunger mechanic that makes the first couple of hours horrible and most quit there. After that, you do collect monster hearts, like in DQ7 to make new monsters, but you collect humans for your party a lot. Pretty much every mechanic is different from the half dozen or so Dragon Quest Monsters games, and sadly, most fans equate different with bad. Yeah, most fans do. Um, from Shaman, most bought the, the modern Pokemon games. Yes, I liked Short Sword and Shield even before the expansion pass and preferred the routes to the wild area. Other than that, I either go the other way from popular opinion or fall in love with the obscure stuff nobody else ever played. From Last Sim on Earth, I always look forward to when Sam appears on the podcast because she brings a lot of energy to the table. As for the question of the week, Sword and Fairy 6, which I love with all of my heart, despite the fact that it is technically a broken mess that is barely held together by duct tape, especially on PS4. Yeah, I still think about how good the story characters and music are. Definitely a game I'd love to get more people to play, despite knowing that it's not a game to recommend without warning about what they're getting into. What about the first five of them <laughs> I think you got to give up on that I can't just jump into six <laughs> I, I gave up about playing stuff in order a long time ago I, I think it's more like the final fantasy sort of thing where where there's not really a continuing storyline but more of like sharing themes and ideas between them I mean outside of the E-series, I can't think of other RPGs that star the same cast of characters that has a continuous storyline. Can you guys? Yeah, well, that's a Falcom thing. I mean, he's and Trails. Yeah, Trails. (laughs) Yeah, would be the big one. Yeah, that's true. Um, from Featherhoof, I swear I'd love to do a Tales of Discussion podcast or video with Kelly and Sam. I think it'd be fun to compare differing viewpoints and opinions. There you go. do it. Um, I mean, if, if I can have non-staff members on Backtrack, and I'd be more than welcome to have you, Featherhoof. Uh, that being said, question of the week. Oh, this is a deep cut. Beyond the Beyond. Oh, no. Um, I'm not going to the mat for it. I recognize its flaws and outdated systems, but I honestly enjoyed it and many of its characters and much of its plot I can still remember to this day. It's embedded itself that... it. It's embedded itself deeply into my soul, from adventuring with a cursed weekend Samson for several hours to finding out the true identity of the Black Knight and the secret way to recruit them in your party. Also, at the time, the graphics for combat with that 3D swiveling arena blew me away. My sincerest apologies for the rather lengthy feedback last week that needed shortened. You know, Beyond the Beyond, I could almost see as kind of a prototype for Golden Sun, which is Camelot's actual best uh, turn-based RPG. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> when you said, oh, no, the Beyond to Beyond, Chris, you seem to have opinions about that game. No, I've not, just not heard anything good that's in that uh um that era of of bad rpgs like uh what's the other one people mention all the time um uh, the, think ps1 games that came out alongside final fantasy 7 that weren't final fantasy 7 pre final fantasy 7 ones um or after you know what? I, like a legend I, of dragoon i think would be another uh, one <laughs> Um, I don't really know. So if it's good, it's good. That sounds, it, you know, I, I shouldn't dog on Beyond the Beyond without playing it, I guess. Time for I, me I to need, grow up. I need to boot it up again. I haven't, I tried to play it and got distracted by shiny things way back in the day. And I am a huge Camelot fan, but yeah. Oh, wow. And this then does fin- look like Golden Sun. Yeah. Wow. And no then idea. finally from Tracer 3, the game that comes to mind for me is Metroid Other M. I played and enjoyed that game very much. The gameplay in the game was great. I, I think you're one of the only people I've ever heard go to bat for Other M. I don't know, Tracer <laughs> 3. Are you authorized to use missiles right now? <laughs> maybe maybe you should. I've, go ahead. No, I've heard of a few people who really like the gameplay in that game. I, I don't know if anyone wants to stick up for the story. Yeah. <laughs> Um, fair enough. I, I I did think of one game. Uh, I forgot about it last week. I thought of one game that fits for me, at least that Chris th- despises and I love, and that's that reboot of Soccer Wars last year. Oh, <laughs> I don't despise it. Do I despise Soccer Wars? I think the story said dumb. it wasn't very good. It's yeah, not. It dumb. looks. It's not. I watched Anna play that. That game is not that good. But like <laughs> it it. I guess technically qualifies as a soccer Wars, So whatever intrinsic value that series has to you is there. <laughs> and it's got that little um, card game you could play for a while. You got Koi Koi. Yeah. Koi Koi. It's, it's got a very good version of Koi Koi in it. Yeah. And that's really all that matters, right? <laughs> yeah. I think for me, cause I, I jokingly said Bubsy, but I think for me, my actual answer for that question is the saga frontier. Like, I don't think I know anybody outside of wheels that likes saga games. Yeah, that tracks. And I, I enjoy, I mean, yeah, it, it's jank and there, there's a lot of not knowing what to do in that for saga frontier, but I played through it and I enjoyed my time with it quite a bit. Um, that being said, our our new question of the week. I think we entertained this pre-show. Yeah, we haven't um, we what, haven't really established why this would be a thing yet. It's a news story that we haven't gotten to. So, dude, should okay. I wait till the news? Yeah, story? we should wait. Yeah. Okay. Let's jump oh, into the news. Thing, um. Yeah. Speaking of games and playing the sequels out of order, Seven Nights Two. Was wait, 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 this Kelly, week. Kelly. Yes. Right. Now you can do news. Seven Nights 2 was really seen this week. This is a mobile South Korean RPG um, for iOS and Android. And yeah, a sequel to the original Seven Nights, which was released in, internationally in 2016. Um, Everyone remembers Seven Nights, of course, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I totally yeah. remember that mobile RPG uh-huh. from 2016. Yeah. This... This uh, looks like one of those games that uh, YouTubers would get a sponsorship for and not shut up about. It does. It does. <laughs> uh, it's some net marble free to play baloney. Just next story. <laughs> um, 
Guns. <laughs> this is what an, uh, one of those annoying titles like this Infinite Undiscovery. This looks like garbage. <laughs> this is where the Persona darkness. music guy is going. This is what yes. he's making. Yes. Guns Undarkness. It'll have Kodansha good Game, Creators Lab, and Mega Rock. Blech. This so, trailer. Guns Undarkness takes place in the year 2045 in a world devastated by nuclear war, and it looks like a stealth RPG? A world devastated by bad third-person shooter games is more like it. Like, but it's turn-based. Who cares? Did you see how stiff those animations are and how yeah. terribly cut together this trailer is and how uninteresting the combat looks and how t- bland the world is? I should have sound on. Is the music great? Is there music? The, the music was pretty good, yeah. Okay. Um, that so. being said, the screenshots and the video make it look like a PS2 Ooh. game. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, as for P- PS2 and stuff, am I going to play it, this terrible? Is this going to be my terrible game that I like that no one else likes just because the music's good? <laughs> I I don't know because I don't see how how a stealth RPG can be a thing. I mean, you kind of did it in Persona. But I didn't even realize I did. Uh, I watched that video. I didn't get the impression stealth mechanics were part of the game. Now I'm reading the story about the stealth mechanic. Like, wow, wow, this game needs some work. When's it coming out? We don't know, right? Doesn't even say. Yeah, yeah they, not the, announced. Let me tell you what. They're not done, and if they think they are, don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Speaking of games that aren't done. Um, Edge of Eternity has an update, a 1.1 update. Um, also, the, the the update shows the first footage of the game's console versions. I didn't know this was coming to consoles. Um, no, yeah, this is basically a throwback. Uh, this thing was kickstarted, right? Like uh, 17 years ago at this point? I don't... Yeah, ma- many years ago. Many, many moons ago. 2016, that sounds far too recent for it. <laughs> Maybe even earlier. Uh, yeah, I guess we're getting the PS4, 5, and Xbox versions in quarter one, 2022. And the new story doesn't really say what the update has. I, oh, I guess side quests and end dialogues and a revamp. I, it looks like they're oh. adding a bunch of stuff that people felt was missing from the base game. And man, this game looks a little rough. It's not quite as rough as the previous trailer we just I was just laying into. Um but this looks like budget JRPG. Yeah, well, it um, it is kind of budget, you know, it's it's an indie take on with on like a JRPG. With like 3D art assets, which I know take a lot. Uh, yeah. It's just I don't know. Um this at least I want to hear from someone like uh, this has been out for a while. Did we review it? Uh, I think Alex did a review of it, and it was kind of like three out of five ish. Okay, well, I mean, it, that's how it looks. I was just wondering if that's confirmed. Oh no, we did deep look. Okay, so we gave up. That's not oh. good. <laughs> oh, a Maybe lot of elements that could be interesting if given the proper care and attention, but in their current state, most of them feel superficial and end up cluttering up the whole experience. Oh. Uh, that doesn't sound good. So it's not done. Yeah, still not done. It took forever to come out, and it's still not. 2015, by the way. Oof. Early 2015. 
Was that, that the release date or the Kickstarter, the Kickstarter. date? That was, that was Kickstarter. Okay. And then I don't know what they promised, but you know, it didn't. Obviously, they didn't hit it. Um, those cat mounts are cool. The Nakaroos, mm-hmm. Nakaroos, but like, they were in early access for two years, and it's still pretty rough. So, you know, good luck. At least they're adding features, and it sounds like they're adding good features. So this. This could be a sleeper. We might find out in a year. Like this thing's pretty freaking good, but that sometimes happens. Yeah, let's hope that's where they get, um, because they've got a nice big pretty world and good music. So, well, we got another kind of cute little RPG coming out. Uh, Fishing Paradiso, Paradiso is coming. Go to space the in this game. Yeah, the dude, fish up fishing. a spaceship or something. Like, I think most of it's on Earth, but like. Oh no, there is space fishing. So you know, and a kappa. Um, that that being said, uh, Odin Cat this is being developed by Odin Cat Inc. and they kind of have a history of cute little pixel art okay. games. Um, they put out Baron Restaurant, which was a really good game, though a little bit on the sad side. Um, and is yeah, it this Baron Restaurant, as in B A R R E N or B E A R I N. Bear as in Rower. Okay. It's a bear. In a restaurant. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's about uh, shuttering people to the afterlife, kind of like, uh, what was that? Spirit um, Fair? Spirit Fair, yeah. But instead of a boat, it's a restaurant. So, but, but this, this looks like a, a good fishing minigame from another RPG as an actual fishing game. And it's going to come to the eShop in early 2022, though there's no announcement. And um, it's uh, on iOS and Android right now, a free-to-play game with in-app transactions. So I'm curious about this one. It looks adorable. It does. It looks cute. Let's see. And then we've got – oh, this was a neat story. Um, They've released Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, the uh, Borderlands DLC, as its own uh, separate game now. And it's available for um, PC via Steam and PS4 and Xbox One for 10 bucks, Or you can get it on free on the Epic Game Store until November 16th. Yeah, and this is, of course, they're trying to hype up people for the new game coming out mm -hmm. next year. So, um, I I've got to admit I downloaded this on the Epic Game Store and I I played a little bit of it and I'm uh pretty okay with it. Yeah. I, uh, it's a good piece of DLC. I think it's better than Borderlands Two proper. <laughs> but that's because I hated that game story. So yeah. Oh yeah, um, Epic Game Store. If you want to play it for free. It's a neat little game. Um, we've also got more uh, details with Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. There's more uh, Pokemon being added. <laughs> Surprise! Woo! Shocker! The Pokemon game has more Pokemon. So I, I guess you, yeah, I guess you're gonna get access to a park after you beat the game that lets you catch certain legendaries, and what legendaries you can catch depends on what version of the game it is. Mm. Um, yep, never heard of that before. They've also got some bonuses for if you have save files of other Pokemon games, which I always appreciate when games do that. Um, so if you have data from Diamond, or not Diamond Pearl, I'm sorry, Sword and Shield, you can get a Jirachi. And if you have uh, Let's Go, um, Eevee, or Pikachu, then you can get a uh, Mew. 
which is kind of neat. Um, other than that, yeah, more Pokemon. Do I need all these mythical Pokemon again in this another game? I I mean, Mew and Jirachi are event Pokemon, so. Mm-hmm. Need another Manaphy. That's for sure. Um, what else have we got? Um, LX2 was releasing in March. This is a THQ Nordic RPG. Um, and we've got collector's editions. So what have we got in the collector's edition? A statue, Kelly! There's a statue. It's so important you know there's a statue. They made a video of the statue spinning around. With some with some mood lighting on it. Yes. <laughs> um, we've also got a steelbook case. The statue, obviously, the soundtrack CD, a concept album by artist Bjorn Peck, Pen- Pankratz. Pankratz. Um, the art book and an amulet keychain. I don't even know what this game is about, nor do I know what the original LX is about. I think there's oh. robots, guys. Maybe. I'm guessing they're shooting. Looked like he had a gun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a soundtrack disc. That shows there, how well I go. remember this. Um, we did not have a review of it, and it was up on the old site. Man, yeah. Okay. It was a thing. Crazy. It's an action uh, RPG. That's all I got for. So, uh, we've also got a gameplay tra- trailer for Lies of P, which is that Souls-like game starring Pinocchio. It's a Pinocchio Souls. <laughs> Pinocchio Souls? Pinocchio Souls. <laughs> That's hard to say, P- Pinocchio Souls. Uh, is, is it dark, Chris? Sozokio. I need to know. Sozokio? Pinocchios. I'm just going to put down Pinocchio Souls. Pinocchio Souls. Um, is it dark? Yeah. Yes, it's very dark. It looks like the world's been taken over by um, automatons, aka puppets, right? Except that they're they've gone wild and they're beating mm-hmm. up people. And you are Pinocchio. Uh, Geppetto's in play. Uh, presumably, he's your dad slash creator. Um, and you have a mechanical arm, at least. And the more you lie. Instead of your nose growing, the more human you are, which is someone's making a statement there. And um, it's unclear, like, are you a real boy? Are you? I I don't know. It's very odd looking. And it's uh, it is a soul's like. (laughs) There's no question about that. (laughs) But that leads into our question of the week. What children's story would you like to see as a Souls like, or just not even a Souls like, just an RPG? Um, no, I want I want the Dark Souls of My Little Pony. <laughs> <laughs> That's a children's cartoon. I was talking like oh, fairy tales. Okay, type fairy story. tales. All right. Because um, I want a Wizard of Oz Souls. Mm. Mm. Yes. Let's and have political be... comment on the monetary system in the in the guise of a Dark Souls. That's what we need. See so, yeah. I thought it'd be neat that like your decisions are help based on how what each character in that movie want or that series wanted. So um, if you're a ten man, your decisions affect whether or not you have a heart. Or if ah. you're the scarecrow, your decisions whether or whether or not you have a brain. I don't know what Dorothy's would be because she just wanted to go home. Well, and they all had their things all along, right? So. Well, yeah, but 
I don't know, just trying to think of. We should set it ways. in the wicked u- version of 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 Wizard of Oz. No, set it in the Return to Oz version. Oh God, that... no, no, <laughs> too scary, <laughs> too scary, Kelly. <laughs> that movie traumatized you as a kid. <laughs> movie traumatized everybody. You saw that Twitter thread about it recently, right? No, not recently. Oh, gosh. Yeah, someone just rediscovered that thing, and yeah. <laughs> Everything's wrong with that movie. <laughs> and Dorothy yeah, puts up with some work. terribly horrifying things and just doesn't seem to, to be perturbed by it. <laughs> I, what gets to me about that movie is that I miss when um, movies weren't afraid to scare kids. <laughs> But yeah, um, that's our question of the week. Tell us like what your perfect fairy tale souls like would be, and you know maybe even tell us like how you would build the mechanics. All right. So in um, Return to Oz, the souls like Toto has to die in the first five minutes, and Dorothy oh. has to recraft the dog <laughs> into some sort of item that she uses to fight the monsters with for the rest of the game. I'm trying to figure out what. Um, but Toto essentially Toto becomes your your gun arm or whatever, right? <laughs> um, and then yeah, so you have a gun that you call Toto, um, and then you bless the rains down in Africa. No, that's different Toto. And you <laughs> uh, got the ruby slippers for sure, just because they'll look good on the with the ray tracing graphics enabled. Um, we have so many monsters to kill. That's easy. Especially with the Return to Oz stuff, um, yeah, I don't know. Got to have a little picnic basket, and like uh, your inventory is in there, and you do crafting, right? Um, sure. Yep. Uh, very important. No, this is good. This is good. Oh, and then oh oh oh, and you meet up with Glenda the White, the the witch, to uh, level up. She is your uh, your your main oh, hub yeah. person that you you level up with, right? Oh, we can do this. And part of why I said Wizard of Oz is because I've read those um, the original book of that, and the original book was pretty nightmare fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, it was I've never read story. all the other books, but, <laughs> but whatever. But yeah, my, I mean, I've I've said for years that I'm I'm upset that we've never gotten accurate uh, accurate adaptation of that as a movie. Oh. That everything. Is, the ruby slippers enable fast travel, says Vaughn. That's so good. Oh. <laughs> That's so good. You have to find them, and then you get your fast travel. Um, so interestingly enough, you know that the ruby slippers slippers is a movie thing, and that part of it is trademarked, right? Oh no, really? In the book, it's silver slippers. Yeah. So we have they to license did... it to get the slippers. That's copyright. Um, they did ruby slippers in the movie because they wanted to um, yeah yeah, yeah like one of the first yeah. technicolor movies yeah, yeah yeah i mean i i live in kansas this crap is like religion to us over here all right so we'll um, we'll do emerald <laughs> slippers no we need to do blue or pink we need colorblind friendly slippers that's how we can be yeah. modern yeah we'll, that's, we'll figure that's why I said we'll figure it out you have, you have to um, craft them um they've lost their color and then you get to craft them with any color into any color you want other than ruby and which Garnet. color you choose gives you different abilities this actually sounds like a fun game we can do this now that we're, <laughs> now that we're uh building it out 
It's easy to design <sighs> a game. It's real hard to actually make the damn yeah. thing. Um, so, so yeah, if you if you guys can think of something other than uh, Wizard of Oz, or if you have a better idea for Wizard of Oz than us, just um, leave a comment on the Twitter, uh, reply to the thing on Twitter, and we shall read your answers on the air. Um, we've also got Warhammer 40k Inquisitor new DLC for that game, um, and we'll introduce a new playable class based on the Adaptus Serratus, which I. Oh, the Sisters of Battle. Um, that's like th- there are apparently no woman space marines, so the Sisters of Battle is how they incorporated women into Warhammer. Um, watched a video on that recently, and also, I, so we've been really been rewatching Doctor Who, and I can no longer take space marines seriously because to me they just look like Centaurans, which to me look like sentient potatoes. <laughs> Okay. Uh, hey, uh, do yeah, they ever bring back him. Alpha Centauri in the modern Who? I don't know. Like the big walking green guy? I am not sure. Uh, okay. We are only on like David Tennant, David Tennant season three right now. Uh, Switch version launching in January. This was a uh, free-to-play hack-and-slash action RPG from NIS that uh, came out for Android and iOS, and we're getting a Switch version, and there's no nothing about pricing or anything like that, but gameplay looks kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. if this was the week that you were waiting on all these mobile games to get ported to Switch, oh boy, this was your week. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Every week I'm wondering for this. Like, yeah, there was that free-to-play game on iOS. Boy, I wish there was a Switch version. Well, here you go. Mm-hmm. It does look cute. <laughs> it it yeah. looks like a more simple Cladon, if yeah. you guys ever... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, an action RPG that was way too complicated for even my feeble brain. Um, anyway, we've also got uh, The Waylanders is apparently delayed. Yep. Till, like what? By multiple months, right? What game was this about? Waylanders? Yeah. I was just looking this up. Um, it, It's supposed to be kind of a... It's got some of the buzzwords that a, a Baldur's Gate-like would have. Oh, okay. But it's... uh, so- Yeah, it is... It is a... One of those over the... It's not fully isometric, but it is a tabletop-inspired thing where you pick skills and put it together to do strategic combat that's real time with pause and you've got spell effects and and attacks and all that stuff and if you if you're good at it you you win and feel strategically superior and if you're bad at it like me you turn the difficulty down um the trailer is a little underwhelming um like reading the description of this stuff like uh, because i was looking up the the new releases originally it was going to be out this week i was looking at the new releases i'm like oh this sounds like something i should add to my my list then i watched the trailer and it's like there's one good part where you turn all your enemies into bunnies that i thought was funny um but the rest of it looks a little awkward and not that polished but that might be why they need two more months or whatever (laughs) they can launch in the first quarter like every other game is going to launch in the first quarter yeah really uh I think the next, the first three months of the year are going to be a little bit packed, um, particularly March. Just a bit. 
and then we've got um, Anu Char to switch version announced. So this is a kind of retro action RPG. I don't know. Yeah. It looks like they're going for an Undertale vibe, I think. Mm-hmm. See, I wasn't sure if this was the one that Anna backed or not, or if I was thinking of something different. There's bells. There's a bunch of people who don't have faces. You're trying to restore all your people from the past. And then there's an evil mushroom that's giving me flowery vibes. So I don't know what's going huh. on. <laughs> Check that it's out. Awesome. Anuchard, A-N-U-C-H-A-R-D. Also coming Q1 next year. Because everything is. Everything is. <laughs> Alright, well Sounds let me up. tell you about what's coming out this week then. Good. Alright, we have Undungeon for the PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series S and X. Um, did not do a good job looking up what that is. Um, also, Arcadia Fallen for PC and Switch. Oh, I know why I didn't look those up. Those Someone added those later. Okay, I don't know what they are. <laughs> Undungeon and Arcadia Fallen. Whatever those are, those are coming out this week. Uh, Arcadia Fallen is for PC and Switch. Um, the Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl is uh, coming out for Switch this week. And then, oh. is this true? Final Fantasy VII, the first soldier, hits for iOS and Android? I've heard a little bit about it, but I've that game has been off my radar. I just I'm just wondering if it's actually happening. So how is this going to be? What what is this one about? The first soldier is um telling it's putting together all the other Final Fantasy seven games into a mobile. Fortnite? No, this uh, this is the one that's their attempt at doing a mobile Fortnite. Oh no, mm. Kelly, mm. don't ruin it. That's why it's been off my radar because I yeah. did not. Official release on November seventeenth. It's coming out this week. Unless they last minute delay it. Oof. Mm. Well, um, well that, that's a downer. <laughs> I mean, but it's I... a Final Fantasy themed battle royale, and you can dress up as a cost as a cactuar. That's something. I didn't realize that Pokemon was releasing within a wake of SMT five. What am I going to do with my life? I don't know. What gets priority there, Kelly? Probably SMT5 since I like playing the underdog of the two. Wait. Oh, hmm. Well, have you already played like Diamond and Pearl? Yeah, like a long time ago. Well, there you go. You've already played that. You hadn't played SMT5. Yeah. Uh, Diamond and Pearl came out like the same year that I first started dating Vaughn because that was one of the first Pokemon games. I was like, wait, I finally have someone to play with. And. <laughs> did that little online thing where that actually had online voice chat which that was weird Um, they had online voice chat yeah for um battling and stuff yeah oh good gosh they sold a little headset with the thing for your ds Mm -hmm. right i think you could buy a usb dongle to attach your ds to the wi-fi and Vaughn bought that, and then that USB dongle um, got uh, recalled or discontinued very quickly because I guess it violated some um, FCC law or something. So it's probably a collector's item now, especially knowing how crazy Nintendo fans are about Nintendo peripherals. Mm-hmm. But yeah. really a battle royale? I can't believe this crap. It is. 
Oh. <laughs> Doesn't look very good. I mean, listen, either like Battle Royales or not, but like yeah. Final Fantasy themed? <laughs> that's got to be fun to, for to to play with some friends, even if it's garbage. That's going to be fun for like our group. We should <laughs> we should just play this on an evening. Can it be on a real system and not on my phone though? No. <sighs> do I have to figure out how to hook up a keyboard and mouse to my iPad? Is that a thing? Oh, I have to God. Do now? I mean, kids play Fortnite on their phones, so I don't yeah, see but how I'm old and my fingers hurt. Yeah. Oh, I, I feel you there. I just want to ride a chocobo and get a headshot. Is that too much to ask? No, no, that's a, that's a perfectly reasonable ask. Is that hang out? No. Anything? Say that again. Is that uh, That's all that's coming out. Yes. yes. Over. Okay. Sorry, I'm a bunch of robotic. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the editorial con- content on the site this yeah. week. We've got a Get in the Car Ton Loser reviews. review. Um, we have a Celasta Crown of the Magister review where you can watch Phil get complaints from people who like the game that more than he did. And it's been fun for me to read. We have the Good Life review where you can, you know, see uh, yeah. other people feel uh, about as good as you did. Right, Josh? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> 2.0 out of 5. <laughs> The Caligula Effect 2 we've got a review up of, as well as SMT5. What do we think of SMT5? Am I allowed to like it or not? I think you're allowed to like it. That is a 4 out of 5. Oh, not a 5 out of 5 for an SMT? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. If, if RP Gamer doesn't like an SMT enough to give it a 5 out of 5, is it any good? <laughs> got questions. All right, go read the review, see if you agree with it. Uh, the question of the week, of course, is what children's story should be turned into a Souls-like? Gosh, I like that question. <laughs> and people had opinions about uh, Phil's Celestia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> Seriously, go read that Celestia comment section. <laughs> it's oh, wow. like, it's okay for people to have a different opinion of games than you, people. Plus, he reviewed it. He played it a month ago before the DLC came out. So, my favorite part is JC writes like a review length rebuttal to one of the comments. <laughs> like, you are my favorite part of this isn't so much that I, I think Phil's wrong or these commenters are wrong. Um, uh, though honestly, they're they are being a little nitpicky. Um, it's just to see two D and D nerds go at each other. It's like, you guys should all be friends, and you're tearing each other apart. Like, why? (laughs) Well, not only that, Phil didn't even really give it a bad review, did he? I think he just a 3.5 out of 5, which is on the side of good. Yeah. 3.5 out of 5, I mean, that's the standard RP Gamer score, right? Yeah, that's, you you like the game. That's a hamburger. That's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, it didn't it didn't blow your crap away, but let's go. It okay, good. it means that it doesn't. Ha- it probably doesn't have a bug that auto deletes your save data. So, not much more you can ask I mean, for. It's, that, it's, right? it's better than the Good Life review, which was two. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't play the whole thing, but that's still honestly, even, you, that might even be generous. <laughs> I honestly didn't think Phil would give Celasta three and a half. Um, the way I'd heard him talking about it while playing and afterwards. I thought he was going to give it a much lower score. So, um, 
anyway, uh, that's our that's our show. So, what other children's stories should be turned into a Souls like? How do you send that feedback to us? Go to rpgamer.com, find the show thread, and leave it in the comments section. Um, I'd like to thank all of you for being on. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, listeners, for listening. And we will be back next week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, right here at twitch.tv slash rpgamer, streaming you live, the RPG cast. Until then, you can, of course, catch up on our back catalog by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform of choice and listening to the show there. Any final words of wisdom, Kelly or Josh? Um, and enjoy your SMT5 week. Yeah. Yeah. Don't play the good life. It's not a good life. <laughs> <laughs> There's your review tagline. More like the bad life. Oh, no. Did we do that? No. We should have. Actually, we shouldn't have because it's it, it's too obvious, right? But ironically, meta is the tagline. Okay. It could have been worse. I could have said the Dark Souls of Life Sims. It's not, though. <laughs> Vaughn wants to do the Dark Soul of Alice in Wonderland. Like, hmm. I thought we got that. A- American called... McGee's Alice in Wonderland? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's a Dark Souls, though. But, I mean, no, it would totally. But... I totally agree with setting it in that version of Alice. Yeah. If you want. Hmm. No. So you work that out. Send it to us. We'll read it here on the show next week. We'll see you next week, everybody. Uh, Anna and I need to go get our COVID boosters. So we'll we'll catch you catch you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye.